Hello and welcome to the first and ten podcast. It is draft season. Uh, the draft is almost upon us. Um, just a few days away as we're recording now. Um, joining me, I've got Ash. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, bud. You? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, so uh, feels feels sad that it's coming to the end of this uh, season. Also, like draft season feels like a bit of a dead spot for a while after this, doesn't it? Yeah, it goes. It's been. It's obviously been ramping up big time with. All- the rumours and everything the last few weeks see the Rodgers trade got done yesterday um, which you had predicted now, didn't you in your uh, yeah we, yeah um, now, you can, yeah you can um, you can really feel it's done heat up but yeah it's gonna it's kind of be be a little bit guttering really when it's all over and done with but these next probably five days or so now I suppose up until the the last few picks on the on the Saturday, and that will go through. So, and then it will just be everyone be talking about their fantasy football teams and where all them players landed, really. So, yeah, but it's going to be a a good few the next five or six days for sure. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um. Today we are doing. We're just going to do the offensive line as one big group because, um. Well, some of them are going to be moving between the positions and. You know, it just it just seems to make sense to just do them all together, really. Um, so what we're gonna do? Ash has got his top ten this time, rather than my top five as we normally do. Um, mm-hmm. say, uh, we're gonna do it that way. Um, so yeah, all mixed in together, all just one big group, and all one big episode before we do this, and then uh, we'll also have a mock draft out before the draft as well. But um, well, we'll crack straight on because there's a lot of players to get to here. Um, who is your number ten? He's the first player we're going to chat about. Number 10 is uh, Cody Mao from North Dakota State. Um, some people were projecting him to be more of a guard, I think, towards in the NFL. He had a he had a pretty good um, senior bowl um, down there at um, Mobile. So Daniel Jeremiah was quite – praised him up quite a bit. He's kind of in that mould of like how Cole Strange really done quite well and just blew onto the steam when he went down to – uh, the senior bowl. Um, he's got quite short arms, but I think that will be okay if you move him inside. Um, pretty good athleticism, um, just a dogged sort of player, really. So I think that um, someone who drafts him this year will get a very solid um, offensive lineman. Um, he's 24 going on 25. So this this season, obviously, he's... He should really be hit. He's got to kind of hit the ground running in some respects because after that rookie deal, um, he probably probably a second round grade. I think that most people have on him. I don't think he's going to squeeze into the first, but I think that having him on that um, rookie deal for the first five years that would be more than enough to get a solid um, solid work out of him. Really, yeah, for sure. And I mean, he's the player that I mean a lot of people have seen in this draft season. One of the picture of when he started college to to when he ended it. He, uh, yeah. Looks a little bit different now, doesn't he? But yeah, I mean, so you see, see him being a day two pick, but I mean, what sort of team do you think he ends up on? Is he going to be? Do you think he's going to be quite specific? Because yeah, he's he lacks a little bit, doesn't he? He's not. Um, yeah, he's not big enough really to play sort of everywhere. So he's definitely be a bit more uh, specific, isn't he? I would say. Oh, I could see someone like, say, if Tennessee. Uh, pass on O line in round one. Um, he, he could go somewhere like that. Tennessee that they they took someone like Conklin and and obviously they've 
just got Dillard from free agency. So they're kind of like the more athletic kind of guys, not too worried about the stature. I think they took Asaya Wilson that come back to bite them. And I think going down the more athletic route with the kind of work ethics sort of lineman was probably the way to go for Tennessee. So someone like that in the second round, I think would be a, yeah. a good landing spot for him. I Well, on that, like, like it, it, offensive line has really moved as a position, hasn't it? As like we see all these players in like the defensive line, absolute physical freaks. I mean, is there still room for players like like him? Where I don't know, maybe he's not the most athletic player. You know, he is more that sort of he's more of an old school sort of player, isn't he? Really, rather than like that traditional or not traditional, sorry, more modern player that sort of teams seem to look for now. But there's still yeah, room for I players think, like him. I think there. I think the tackle position is getting far more, you have to be far more athletic than than the interior guys. Not saying that yeah. the interior guys don't have to move, but I think it's kind of the schemes that maybe certain teams run. Um, maybe if you're like a zone blocking scheme, you, you want to get your linemen out in space and things like that, then it might mean that you need some more athletic interior guys, but the tackles definitely, just yeah. because of how the edge rushes are now, they're so quick that you have to have athletic tackles because it's just such a mismatch if you don't. Yeah, I think we're seeing some of like the most sort of athletically gifted players these days playing on the defensive line, aren't we? Which is uh, maybe not where it was one day. Not that they were ever slouches, but, you know, I think some of these players now are just absolutely incredible, aren't they? But Yeah. Um, right, we'll move on to number nine. Who, who have you got there? Uh, number nine is John Michael Schmidt uh, from Minnesota Centre. Um just a really solid pro. Kind of reminds me of um, the Lyndon Barnes and the Creed Humphreys, them sort of players that came into the league. They were, I think, they were, they were definitely day two picks. I think they were round three. But I think the uh, with the draft how it is, and it's not that top heavy, I could definitely see him maybe possibly sneaking into the back end of round one. But more, maybe more than likely a day two pick, depending on how many teams. There is a few teams that need centers. So, and he is just plug and play day one. You can just get him straight in there and, and do the business. I have been mocking him to Seattle because they have done a hell of a lot of research on this guy. So, um, but yeah, I would, I have him at nine, but that's not saying that he's not a good player. I think he's going to be a very, very good player. And, from day one, he's just going to be able to plug in that centre position and be and be really solid for any team that drafts him, basically. Yeah, I think particularly in them sort of positions, that sort of player is just so valuable, isn't it? Just don't do anything with them. You just know they're going to be reliable. It's not yeah, it's not, it's not the most glamorous position in the world, is it, really? So, yeah, someone like him can just uh, come in, do something from day one, and uh, really be solid is good. Um, yeah. Again, is it the same sort of thing as, uh, as before? Just maybe not the most athletic player is he but yeah just a good solid player yeah he's um, just a solid pro and I think that depend uh, maybe some more of a some power maybe more of a power scheme in some respects but he he's he's just a really solid pro I think whatever scheme and team that takes him I think he's going to be absolutely fine for them and a, and a starting center from day one yeah I think that's uh, pretty safe but um probably Charles number eight um who have got there um, I've got Anton Harrison um, at eight. Um, I think that he's definitely going round one um, just because of how the people think that these tackles are going to fly off the board. Um, athletic tackle, Oklahoma, uh, really good in pass pro. Um, 
just some inconsistencies in some of the aspects of his footwork and some mental capacity sometimes I, I find with him. Um, but I think that he'll probably go off the board in, in between maybe 25 and 35 in this draft. I think that he's going to be a very he's he has athletic and that's exactly what they these sort of teams want kind of in the mold of Dillard we talked about earlier um some probably not a day one star I think he, he might maybe take a little bit of time but if he if he goes well in training camps then you never know he might be he might come um out of the blocks and, and be a star straight away but yeah he's uh number eight for me do you think that sort of inconsistency is what may see him drop a little bit? Not not miles, but down into that second day rather than sort of creeping into the first. Um, got to do. Possibly. I think that he's he is still in that. I don't know. For me, he's kind of like in a tier on his own in some yeah. respects because I quite like the other four tackles um, as one, not as a block tier, but they are sort of above him in yeah. I personally think. Um, but then it's it's kind of him, and then I think there's quite a big drop off. So that's why I think that maybe he'll get pushed up the board because if a lot of, especially if some of the tackles come off early in the draft, then all of a sudden you're going to see maybe a team jump up, um, to maybe take him in the twenties, um, if some of the other guys go earlier. So because this tackle class is is it's okay, the top's not bad, and then. There's just sort of like one or two guys that are questionable. So you're going to need a, maybe a little bit of time to get going. So, but we, we shall see. But I think Harrison will go personally. I think he'll go around between 25 and 35. Yeah. I think, I think where he goes probably depends on just how many like tight ends and all them sort of positions go, isn't it? Ahead yeah. of him and where are all them sort of fall. But yeah, it's, uh, if them, if them other four go quite early, then we could see a team's uh, sort of bit desperate coming after him but yeah um right move on to number seven lost track where we are number seven uh who we got in there uh steve avilia from uh tcu um just he's been he's been picking up speed a lot at the moment um to maybe sneak into the back end of round one again it's i think it's versatility with him um impressive center um tape in 2021 um good not as good maybe as center, um, his tape as guard, but he he's very very versatile. Um, can probably play multiple positions. Maybe even stick him at right tackle, um, if you really need him. Um, probably do an emergency job there for for you. But just an all round good player will come in and and sort of do any sort of job for you. So yeah, I've got um Sivavilia next. It just feels like one of them players. On the interior, just like it's really aggressive, really physical, and he just like that sort of player that they just fun to yeah. watch do do his job. Yeah, he, isn't he? he can he can really move people um, on that interior. So yeah, someone like a power offense and run the ball. Um, yeah, he'd be awesome for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, nice. Uh, right, uh, who have we got in at number six? Um, Osiris Torrance, uh, the guard from Florida. Um, he's my top guard. There's still quite oh, there's not much between him, to be honest, um, Avilia, um, and maybe even if you want to put Mowers as a guard prospect, his tape against Jalen Carter is probably some of the best tape you'll see, um, defending against him. Um, and I think that's is, such a big thing, isn't it? That yeah, I think that tape really pushed him so. up. Yeah. Um. So, but he. 
he is a, he is a very big guy, um, well developed skills, um, and really the, the, that plug and play right tackle position is just crying out. Uh, right guard position for him in the uh, NFL is kind of crying out for it. So he's quite maybe role specific. Uh, specific. So maybe if a, t- a few teams aren't as keen on him, you might see him drop, and maybe Avilia might go ahead of him just because he's a bit more versatile. So I think that Osiris is going to be our right guards in the in the NFL. So maybe if a few teams don't need that guard, it might push him down the board. I think he'll probably go day two, um, but I would thought it would be within the first 20-odd picks in round two. I mean, I've seen some suggesting that he probably drops a bit of weight, but I mean, I'm not sure... I feel like that just might take away from what his sort of best stuff is, you know. Like I feel like yeah. some of these players where they sort of think, oh, they lose a bit of weight and add a bit of quickness. But, I mean, what he does well is being just a big, strong player, isn't he, that sort of yeah. really does that well. Yeah, it kind of in the... Um, like Kenyon Green from what te- uh, the Texans drafted last year, obviously they took uh, Kenyon Green in the... I think it was about 16 or 17, I think, in the end that they took him. But I think that was more of a statement about that the tackle class wasn't as good last year. That's probably why he got pushed up because obviously a lot of these teams now, they need O-linemen and they need very, very solid O-linemen. And he is one, uh, Osiris. But I think it's just that there's there's quite a few tackles here that will and and some versatile linemen as well that, that might push up ahead of him, which just probably bring him into day two. Yeah, sure. Uh, right, that takes us into our top five, I believe. So who have you got in at number five? I've got Tipman. Um, next, uh, Daniel Jeremiah really likes him. Um, he's probably my highest graded center. Um, just uh, excellent um, in athleticism, um, strength, speeds, like everything you kind of would want in a center. That then Wisconsin lineman just they never kind of let you down either. Yeah. He's kind of that uh, high IQ guy as well. So yeah, I think he'd done a four ninety in the forty. Um, Good size, six six, three thirteen. So everything sort of you kind of hear about him. Um, some of the interviews has gone really well. Daniel Jeremiah's has been tipping him to the Giants. I think in recent recent mocks at twenty five, I could see that happening somewhere like that. Um, I think the the center run could happen around Seattle at twenty. So keep an eye out for maybe um them. Um, don't think the Jets need a center, but I think that's probably too high at maybe 15 but you never know um then down to 25 and there's there's a couple of teams like maybe not buffalo but there's a few other teams um in in and around that range that 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 could um pull a, a center uh, late in the draft maybe even somewhere like the arizona cardinals that maybe trade in to the back end of round one could do with someone like him um i mean they could do with a lot of things but that would be obviously they lost uh, rodney hudson um, so having someone that could come in straight away as a day one starter would be uh, an immense pick for them. So yeah, Tipman would be my number five. Yeah, he just um, it just feels like that ideal player, doesn't he? <laughs> for for what for what they're going to ask him to do, all these teams, he just seems absolutely ideal as the as the centre there. Um, who have you got in your number four? Uh, number four is Broderick Jones. Um, I think he's probably one of uh, actually I would probably say Paris Johnson's my most athletic, even though yeah. his 40 time wasn't. But if you watch him, he moved like a tight end. Um, but Broderick Jones, obviously, is one of the quickest 40s. Um, very strong, um, good elite core. Um, 
very cat-like reflexes in some respects. Um, but there is still that similar to Mao in some respects that some of uh, and and Harrison's as well some concentration issues and he, he can get beat now and again. I have seen it. Um, but all of the tools are there that you'd want to work with. I think that he will go probably the way it's going probably top fifteen. Um, so yeah, he's a a hell of a, a good player to uh for the I think maybe someone like the Jets maybe would probably look at him. I know they've moved down recently, but I think that they're probably still in range. So yeah, someone like that would I would say um would be a a good landing spot for him. Yeah, I, I love him as a player. Like I think we're seeing all the way through this. I tend to like these sort of players that have got you know maybe a bit of a flaw, but you know just so much just so much raw talent to work with. And uh, yeah, I really really like him. Um, right, uh, who have we got in at number three? I've got Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Um, I've been on the Darnell Wright train for, for quite a while. Excellent, excellent pass pro. Um, literally never gives up a sack at all. I don't think he gave up a sack to Hendon Hooker um, the whole of last year. Um, outstanding size, six, uh, six for five, uh, 501 on the 40. Um, I think he's, I think he, he was weighing in at about 330 odd, something like that, I think. Um, He's just a plug and play right tackle. I think that um, you'll know exactly what you're going to get from him. Um, I just really like his all round attributes. Um, and I just think that his consistency across the board, across this whole off season, um, has been immense as well. So, yeah, Darnell Wright for me is my number three. He's, um, I mean, like I said before, I like seeing how these players go up against some of these elite sort of defensive players that I mean these they're basically playing against NFL players every week aren't they and these uh some of these college players and yeah I think against Will Anderson he was really really yeah. good he handled him really well probably yeah. better than anyone I remember seeing to be honest but um, yeah yeah I think it's just such a good sort of view of how he's going to project to the next level isn't it and uh seeing that is uh really good to see um right who have we got in at number two uh number two is uh for me it's uh Skrukowski. Um, from Northwestern. Um, some people might view him as a guard um, going into um, this this NFL season. Um, I think that he can do a job at tackle. Um, he's proved that. Um, and Northwestern, they are very good at producing linemen. Um, so I, I personally think that he, he can play tackle. Um, but people might want to move him in just because I think that everyone really is worried about the arm length, um, which obviously is it's like in the like five percentile <laughs> because there's not many people with the arm length that he's got. Um, but for me, he is kind of in that sort of Zach Martin esque. Um, people comparing him to um, the Colts guard, which I can't remember off the top of my head what his name is, but they, I would say for me, he's more of a Zach Martin that you can kind of move him if you want to move him around the O-line. Um, but for me, he's, he can play anywhere. I think he's just that good. Um, his sort of IQ and just, just his technique as well of how he, how he moves people and uses his balance and counterweights and hands. I think he's just got everything. So yeah, he's, he's a, top top uh, offensive lineman it wouldn't even shock me if he went as high as nine in this 
people are saying that he could even go to the, the Raiders at seven. Um, but yeah, nine probably is the sweet spot for him, I'd say. Yeah, I think he's just a really safe bet. I think at tackle, I think he's good, but not like elite. But I think if he was moved to guard, that's when I'll, to me, that's when he's a bit more, he's got the chance yeah. of being a, a really elite player where in tackle, he'll be good. I don't think he'll be a problem there or anything. But I think, yeah, if a team does see him as a guard, I think that's where he could really go on and become like a really, really good player. But um, yeah, yeah, he's definitely an interesting one. Right, that leaves us with uh, one final player. Um, probably can work out who it is left, but uh, who yeah. are you number one? Um, I've got Paris Johnson, the Ohio State tackle. Um, just when you saw the, uh, just see the pro day, Ohio State pro day, and how this guy moves. Um, it's just the mo- That's just how they want the modern day NFL tackle to move. Kind of moves like a tight end. Um, he's young, but he's got experience. He's, I just think that. There's he he kind of in some ways a little bit reminds me of Lane Johnson, um, which everyone was like, oh, he's a little bit raw and um, maybe he just needs some work. He he's played guard, he can straight away play right tackle. He's played left tackle. I just think that he's got that versatility, the athleticism, and that's exactly what all these teams are looking for now. So I just think that I think that that will work well in his favour and they'll be able to plug him in straight away um, on any team, I think, because just because that high upside as well. If 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 he can if he can get his technique sorted and, and mirror the, the athletic traits that he's got, I think that he could be potentially one of the top maybe 10 tackles in the league in a few years' time. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. You say he was my number one. So I, don't, I don't think he's a finished article, but I think that's sort of almost makes him more exciting for me that he has yeah. got, he's still got room to grow and he is yeah. already great as well. He's uh yeah, yeah he's a, a very fun, well, as fun as an offensive lineman can be anyway, but you know, he's, he's a really fun athletic player that, yeah, I think has got a lot of room for growth. And uh, I say that, that really does to me, push him up above all these other players, but uh, yeah, definitely interested to see where he goes. Um, any other players you want to uh, give a shout out to? Um, I quite like Blake Freeland um, from BYU. I think that that combine that he put in um, will push him up boards. There's talk that Matthew Bergeron will kind of be that maybe that next tackle um, in that round two uh, area. So I think that there was an interview with uh, Miles Murphy from Clemson said that the Syracuse guy, he's one of the, one of the better tackles he's ever, he's faced. So, that's hot. If you're talking about Miles Murphy being maybe top top fifteen, top twenty five pick, and he's saying this is one of the better tackles he's played against, that will probably prick your ears up and say, "Oh, this guy can do something." So those two, I would probably say, I'm not huge on uh, Darwin Jones. I just think he's that two seventy five or whatever it is at six for eight is just. I just feel like it's that could huge, be a Beckton again. Like it's in that role of Beckton and Wilson and Fluker that we've seen these guys before, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah." And even for Laley last year, I think from Minnesota is huge, huge guys. It just doesn't translate that well to the NFL. It just, I just think that these edge rushes now are so quick that that you can't have that sort of guy that can't sort of move laterally with them. Um, yeah, I just, I just, 
I'm just not sure about him. I think he'll probably go day two, though, still probably around three pick, maybe, for me. Might go higher. Um, some team will probably fall in love with this, this, just the sheer size of him. But for me, he, he's not really my cup of tea. But the other two, I think uh, Bergeron and Freeland would definitely be two guys um, to look at. And Daniels as well from Utah. I think the, the whole offseason for him has gone really, really well. He's aced the senior bowl. He's aced the combine. He's aced his pro day. All the team interviews have done really well. And there's talk that the Utah lad could, could maybe slot inside. So maybe look at him as someone announcing him as their draft pick as left guard. I think that that could be a possibility as well. So yeah, then then are the other guys to watch out for, and probably most of them, I would say, day two, early day three. Lovely. Well, that wraps up our draft coverage. Well, all of these players. How many have we done? We've done lots and lots of names. I couldn't even tell you how many we've done in the end. But yeah, we covered a lot of players. So if you haven't heard them? Go back and listen before before uh, the draft and uh, get to know some of these players. Um, where can people find more from you, Ash? You've got another mock draft coming out before before the draft, haven't you? Yeah, I was going to hopefully drop one on Wednesday night. Um, I, I think Daniel Jeremiah's just announced that he's going to drop his on Wednesday as well. Competing, so maybe it'll be a clash of the titans <laughs> <Yeah>. in some <laughs> respect. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to probably just drop um, one keep my ear to the ground for the next few days and see what I see what I'm hearing. Um, but yeah, I'll probably drop mine Wednesday for the final one of the top 50. Um, so yeah. And you can find me on Twitter uh, at tills and nine Yeah. And you can find us at first and 10 underscore. Um, it's been great fun doing these. Ash. Thanks for doing them with me. So we've had miles yeah, on as well on the offensive uh, skill positions, but yeah, it's mainly been us two on uh, most of the other stuff. So uh, yeah, thanks for doing them with me. Um, yeah, we will have one more mock draft uh, where we, us two will go through it. But um, yeah, until then, uh, we'll see you later. Yeah.